it uh it has been very nice to reconnect with uh with old friends and there's nothing like showing a good friend and hip-hop fan fly by night at one o'clock in the morning oh jesus <laughs> that's like, movie ever i had more fun watching his face contort than watching the movie <laughs> And we didn't finish it. We're going to finish it. Um, um, his his girl had to go to sleep. Who's also a friend of mine from high school. We all went to school together. And uh, I cannot wait to see her face contort as she sees. Mm. And she's also surprised how many people love the crack. So. <laughs> Good morning to most, good afternoon to others, and good evening to viewing audiences across the pond. I'm Jason Miles, your host for another more casual episode of This is Revolution Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please like, subscribe, and if you're enjoying what you see, make sure to hit that notifications bell. <laughs> As you can see, I'm not in my regular TIR studio. I'm on location in New York while staying with some high school friends in Westchester County because tomorrow we're going to be live in New York City at the Cutting Room. Uh, if you haven't done it or seen it, Ben Burgess and I were on the Majority Report in studio and got to plug the show a bit. So we look forward to seeing you guys there. Also, for the live show, we know some of you won't be able to make it, but we want your questions if you're a patron. Give us your questions what you want addressed during the live show. There will be a thread in, uh, in Patreon, and I believe there's already a thread on the Discord. If you'd like to have your voice heard at that live show and be part of our call-in segments and movie nights, there's only one way. Become a patron for as little as $2 a month or $30 for the year. You can have access to Champagne Rooms past and present and hang out with us for movie nights. Also, you can be a part of the Mau Mau Hour with the one and only Pascal Robert. Now, I have to introduce the headless, faceless voice of reason who will also be at the New York Live show, MT Toussaint. Hello, hello, hello. Good to I, see I everyone. I don't have the soundboard. And, That's okay. Uh, I heard it in my head. 
no chair up here, and I'm trying to be respectful for everyone else in the house that doesn't want to um, have a podcast going on in their house. But uh, I know you don't have shoes on the bed, do you? I do not have shoes on the bed. Can you see? No? No. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those ratings up. <laughs> Better you than me, bro. Better you than me. <laughs> oh. Uh. This, this, what's wrong with this? Do, does it look like I'm laying on the bed? Someone said, why is Jason askew? I've been trying to find a comfortable way to sit, and my feet keep falling asleep when I sit, like, oh. normally. And if Do I they touch the floor? I know you're not 5'10", so... I'm totally 5'10". Emma Vigeland is not 5'9". She's a 6'4". She's a 6'er, is that right? Yeah. Look, I oh. found out that 5'10 is the height that men lie about the most, according to some broad on TikTok. The height they lie about the most on um, apps. <laughs> so I knew you were a liar. Andy Williams says Jason in New York and thinks he's in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Get out my high school. I was I was telling I was here. Let's bring in Pascal because I want to tell him this to his to his face. Please welcome the man of the Mau Mau Hour, my homie, my co-host, my dog, native New Yorker, the Pascal Robert. Clap 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 clap. Peace and greens to the chat. Peace and greens to the audience. Peace and greens, Jason Miles. Peace and greetings, M. Toussaint. What is going on? Yes, yes, y'all. So I was talking to my friends because we all went to the same school and Pascal was messing with me the other day. Um, he's Because I'm the only one on the show that went to a public high school. Or maybe Cuba. No, I'm just not went to a public school, but it's just an elite public school. No, it's not. Right. Is, it, is it a public it school? It is a public school. It's a specialized school, but it's a public yeah. school. You, you had to test to get in there, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you know Debbie Allen had to judge M. Toussaint's uh, test? <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys. Everyone always thinks that I was like some kind of dancer singer. Nah, man. I know we weren't on the show, but I was an art major. Um, Jordan Dubin says that Pascal needs to be informed on Jason's disdain for the East Coast. I just hate flying. So everywhere I go on a plane, I'm going to hate. But yeah, I do have a disdain for the East Coast. Why? Uh, Hip hop. Because we have seasons. Because of hip hop, like where New York, where it was actually born. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's totally true. I think that's totally true. I don't know if that's true. Hip hop was born in New York City, Jason. I mean, some of the roots of, of rapping come from like pimp toasts. You gonna say Africa? Come on, easy answer. Rock and roll coming from the blues. You can say. Yeah. I mean, all black music comes from the blues and gospel. Yeah, and uh, the black people in California did it better. Whoa! They just made more money because the media 
jumped on you guys. Well, maybe you guys care about what came before. learn how to market. Wow. You mean like gangster rap and drug culture? Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Dre doesn't need all that money. That's just my, my point. I mean, I look at it as hip-hop, What I'm old enough, I think Jason is old enough, too, to remember when they were <laughs> regional, when they were regional, use that. regional black music forms. Yeah. New York, no. hip-hop. Yes. hip-hop. No, I think M2 totally might, M2 might remember that, too. I remember there was Go-Go. Yeah, yeah there DC. used to be a time where you had Go-Go, you had Go-Go in D.C., you had Bass in Florida, House mm-hmm. was like Chicago, kind of New York, and hip hop was really just the regional music of New York up until the '90s. In black on black music radio stations, you would hear a diversity of music, and then towards the mid to late '90s, all you started to hear was hip hop. West no, Coast. I, I don't. I don't hate. Uh, I don't hate New York at all. With your death row T-shirt on, get out of here! Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tired of Pascal dancing in your videos. <laughs> <laughs> Come to death row. Come to death row. <laughs> According to Keith Murray, that really bothered Shug. That Puffy was dancing in the videos. Mm-hmm. Have you heard I mean, the Keith Murray Chronicles? Puffy was just dancing in in those videos. He was gallivanting. (laughs) (laughs) He's going down the stairs like Willie Dynamite in those videos. (laughs) Someone asked a good question. Does Pascal have an opinion on the book Can't Stop or Won't Stop by Jeff Chang? I have that book. Haven't read it yet. It's a great book. You should read it. It's very West Coast. Can't Stop, Won't Stop by Jeff Chang. I have that book. Jeff Chang is from the Bay. So Coach Will, that comes on the show, uh, Coach Will used to intern at Soul Size Records, and um, that's where Jeff Chang and all those dudes worked. So, uh, yeah, we've known Jeff and been around that scene for a long time. And that Can't Stop Won't Stop is a pretty good book. It's a very good book. It's uh, pretty West Coast though. A good yeah, book on the origins of uh, hip hop culture. It's a it's a little kind of more political science is in search of the black mm-hmm. fantastic it's a pretty good book that covers the uh, origins of hip-hop it's a political science book i mean i believe i believe can't stop won't stop gets into or one of those books gets into how hip-hop is kind of born out of a gang truce yeah i've heard that allegation before i don't know if i agree with that i think allegation no i i think hip-hop is a child of disco period the technology the 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 scene comes out of disco and and the actual mixing and all that stuff comes out of the disco scene of the 70s i mean yeah but you know the battling aspect of it i mean i'm not saying it's wrong from jamaica there's an influence there is there is a caribbean influence there's no doubt about Mm -hmm. that the I mean, doesn't yeah. that come from breakdance fights and, you know, hey, we're not going to fight with guns. We're going to fight with uh, these dance moves and these graffiti wars. And Look, that dancing was not easy. If you didn't have no cardboard. Exactly. That's how you got into fame. Because they were like, look at what she's doing without the cardboard. Stop it. Debbie <laughs> Allen had that stick. In this school, you're going to sweat. 
<laughs> and Tucson was next to that Negro with the cornrows. Oh man! <laughs> you want to see a good? By the way, if you guys want to see Leroy, his name was Leroy. Leroy, yep, it was. If you want to see a good non-traditional documentary on the history of hip hop on YouTube, there was a documentary called "The Founding Fathers of Rap." It was narrated by Chuck D. It's a very, very. It actually disputes yeah. the Bronx origins of hip hop music. Yeah, I love I that. that. It's such a spicy take. There's people in Queensbridge who will tell you that that rap started in Queensbridge. Queen oh, I, one thing I miss is so on tour with Gabba when Biz and V were there, Biz and DJ Cool V, they would have these debates about like early days of hip hop, like what was the second ever hip hop vinyl. Like that's how mm. we met Biz on the on the tour. We were in the back lounge. I can't remember what city we were in, and him and V were having like this very heated exchange about um the second ever vinyl and i had to stop them and was like wait a minute <laughs> that's <a> very specific <laughs> claim and interesting discussion but those dudes uh, one thing i'll say about those old school hip-hop guys man their love for the the genre never stopped and they always appreciated all these different iterations of it um, even if they didn't like love it all together they just appreciated it yeah, I always dug that about those dudes. Easy to appreciate Lil Baby, even though he does mumble rap. All of his speech is mumble, honestly, but <laughs> I'll take it. Pascal's a big Lil Baby fan. He likes Lil Baby more than Da Baby. There's there's different people? There they're different people. What is Look, the what Lil is it about being a baby? Why must you be a baby? Tell me why. I don't even understand this. I don't know. Well, little baby was a baby in the crack game. The baby shot a dude in Walmart. It's totally different. Yes, he did. Times. So wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> He's bragging about being a baby in the drug game? Yeah, he was just a really young person yeah. hanging out with older dudes. Slinging that crack. That that sounds inappropriate. Slinging that crack. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people love it. <laughs> yeah, we'd really know how little baby got famous. Oh. Oh. And okay. big baby is who now? The baby. Okay. It's the baby. He's a dude who shot who shot the somebody in a Walmart. With a BB gun? No, he killed him. Why did he do that? I don't remember. Was he trying to attack him or shoot him or, or something? So he was in yeah. a Walmart and he was in the gun section or he had a gun in Walmart? I think he had a gun in Walmart. Who Cop said it was ready? a clean shoot. So he's good. He's on the streets. It, like, it was like the movie Cobra? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> They said it was a good shoot. <laughs> Did he come in? <laughs> I've, been in I've been in several Walmarts. Uh, Self-defense. I've, I've been in Walmarts in different parts of North America. Um, never once did I feel the need to bring a firearm in with me. Costco's better. Get you a nice sheet cake. I mean, Pascal, you've been around the block a few times. I mean, you know, open carry states, man. Cats live by different rules. I don't know where, where the, the baby was when he, when he uh, popped off on old old dude, but... You know, you know, in open carry states, 
cats walk around with guns on their hips. I I just don't understand why he was so ready for that level of action in Walmart. It sounds a little set up to me. Well, you know, these things we call mythologists at some point. I mean, was this I watched in the, the news whole doc history? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like one of what like how we know he said was shot nine times. We know that the baby shot somebody in Walmart. He didn't catch a charge. Uh no, I think the cops were like, "Yo, man, I wish I had to shoot this clean." Um, and they let him rock. <laughs> so basically, he walked into Walmart like Stallone and Cobra with like the match in his mouth. Okay. You're the disease. I'm the cure. <laughs> this is okay. This is Huntersville, North Carolina, in 2018. Okay. The baby, whose name is uh, whose name is Kirk, uh, shot a 19 year old man in the abdomen mm. at Walmart. The man died soon after. Kirk confirmed his involvement in the shooting and said that he acted in self defense. The most serious charges were dropped in March 2019, and he pleaded guilty to carrying a concealed weapon, a misdemeanor. Wow. Wow. Huntsville, North Carolina? North Carolina. Okay, well, hey, I hate to break this to you, New York. Fuck the Bronx, because I'm not afraid to go into a bodega, but I'm terrified to go into a Walmart in Huntsville, North Carolina. Hey, I don't blame you. For the cops being like, hey, clean shoot? Yeah, I'm afraid too. (laughs) We've never seen a shoot this clean. Wow. Cops are like, man, I wish I've been trying to shoot. I shot yep. five black guys I had lost pay for a week. I had to do paperwork. Man, you just came in and bing bang boom. boom. I had to go to therapy. All kinds <laughs> <of> this. <laughs> this is morbidly obese. <laughs> that's that's like what's that movie? We were talking about this the other day. Uh what's that movie with Michael Douglas where he's just shooting minorities? Oh falling down. <laughs> Falling down. Falling down. Is that it? <laughs> See how everybody knows. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> Don't hear that one. <laughs> he's just going... he has his glasses and he's yeah. just like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired of this nigger shit. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the quintessential like get off my lawn. Isn't that the get, get off, off my lawn movie? movie? Yes. Yeah. I was I was saying that the sometimes uh some of these these uh, beefs I see on Twitter remind me of like Michael Douglas and falling down. <laughs> Jeez. And they're gonna it's they're gonna redo it. Like that, man. How yeah. reactionary is this country that a movie like that became so popular? Literally about like a mild manner, co- mild mannered corporate white guy who just like loses it <laughs> at one yeah. day and becomes a vigilante around all the brown people in this neighborhood and it's just like you coming for me? Wow! <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember the, the famous scene where McDonald's doesn't have his order? Or they oh, don't do God. breakfast? Yeah, yeah. It's What's funny is you know, we talk about where this country was, especially after the fall of the Soviet Union and, and kind of uh, falling down I think comes out after the riots in what, 94, 95? So, you know, we're starting to get into deregulation and and uh, as certain people are starting to lose their jobs in industrial sectors or tech sectors as well, 
Um, that's also in the movie Parenthood, where Steve Martin is phased out for a younger person. Um, we're seeing work start to go overseas. So he's he's loosely based off the, the gentleman John List, who, uh, if you remember, he killed his family in the 60s, 50s or 60s, and then went off to live a life and and uh, I forget where in Montana until America's Most Wanted came out and he got caught and ended up dying in prison. He got arrested and died in prison, but he killed his family because he lost his job. He was wow. like going to work, but he was pretending he was going to work and he kind of panicked and he killed his mom lived with him. So he killed his mom, his, his wife and his, uh, and his children. And then sent notes to the school and stuff and said, Hey, my kids aren't going to school, lowered the temperature in the house. So the bodies wouldn't stink. It took off. Incredible. So mm. like, uh, They're it's kind of makes... annihilators. <laughs> There's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Family annihilators. I and mean, a lot of people are like, why do you have to kill your whole family, dude? Your whole family. family. Yeah. But just uh no. You can get a sorry, my foot just fell asleep. Um you can you can get another job, mommy. He just he panicked, you know. Yeah. And it's also a mix of Bernard Getz. Yes. Bernard, I remember Bernard Getz, man. That I told you I was in high school when Bernard Getz happened. It was really um Yeah. Not pleasant. Not pleasant. But yeah, that movie, <clears throat> as reactionary as that movie was, I remember a lot of people just really loving it. Like we should try to yeah. find a, a clip of Cisco and Ebert talking about how great they felt that movie was. Well, that was back when people were going postal. Yep. Maybe when yeah. that was starting to stop. Yeah. Have you I ever watched with that? Did we ever watch? That's a good movie night movie. Has, have we ever seen? And, and chat answer me this: the, the movie Going Postal. I don't think I've seen that movie. It's a documentary about the phenomenon of going postal and gets into the first ever shootout from a post office worker. And basically, the whole take of the documentary is um, the, the change in postal service working conditions and um, neoliberalism is mm. a big reason for why these people felt so so stressed at their job Makes and, sense. Uh, yeah it's, I think it would be a good movie night film to watch it's short it's like 90 minutes long but, but very uh, good oh, we have a question we... for you oh, um, I wanted to ask Jason before we get into the meat of the show yeah. how was the majority report give us a little rundown on oh sure um yeah i didn't know what i expected for some reason i thought it was a it's a studio right um, but i didn't know it was going to be in the kind of building it was in um everybody kept saying it's smaller than you think when you see it you know it looks so large on screen and That's what she said sorry turn it back up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was the meanest and best place that's what she said ever <laughs> I do what I can but I, I haven't uh, <clears throat> I haven't been on a set like that in a while and it kind of you know it's um very well lit 
Very bright. Very bright. Mm. I was very jealous of the lighting, and uh, and I definitely got some ideas um, for for lights and, and camera setups. And I got to talk to, to Sam for a bit after the show. Um, if I if I didn't have to come out here, I probably would have talked to him a little bit longer. Um, get to talk with Emma and Bradley about uh, about sports and stuff, which was fun off air. Um, it was it was cool to be up there. Um, I don't know if people are enjoying this Jason and Ben Riggs and Murtaugh <laughs> <laughs> leftist lethal weapon thing. Mini <laughs> Ivory. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's more like the uh, uh, Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo. Okay. <laughs> I am dark and you are light. You're as blind mm-hmm. as a bat and I have sight. I remember that. <laughs> You're my amigo, Negro. Let's not fight. Okay. You don't remember, you don't remember that, Pascal? I remember it vividly. Eddie Murphy's <laughs> greatest hits. Joe Piscopo said, what do you say? That was groovy, thinking Lincoln, when you set them free. <laughs> groovy thinking. <laughs> so where, what kind of building is the studio actually in? Uh, I don't want to give too much away. It's in a it's in a proper like um corporate office? No. No. Look kinda of like a fancy building. Okay. Yeah, that's what he they had, said. The building. Yeah, yeah, it's a fancy, it's a fancy looking building, and I and I couldn't even tell you what area I was in. I think I was in Brooklyn. I don't know, but you know what I was looking for? What? I swear I saw, I swear I saw the McDonald's where the Hatchet Man was. Ooh. Wow. Is that in Brooklyn? I don't remember. I think it's in Brooklyn. Yeah. I swear. I swear I saw the Hatchet Man McDonald's. They all look the same. <laughs> they all look the same. How big is the staff that they have in the studio? It's just it's what you see. It's really what you see. It's Sam and <clears throat> and Emma. And I was I was actually checking out the way how they do the shots, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. There's no cameraman. No, because they do it all um, behind. That's how that's how TV is, right? So you, they have set shots. And then the producer can switch. He can oh, pull back okay. wide shot. You can, you know, okay, we're gonna zoom in on Sam here. Okay, bring up this thing here. All right, then we're gonna zoom in on Emma here. Okay, do a do a big wide shot here. And yeah, yeah, it was dope. I heard something about Matt's net worth being one point five million. So there's a website that I don't know how they figure this stuff out, and we were at Ben's. Uh, parents house and they were joking about his net worth and there's a website that says Ben Burgess's net worth is $500,000 Ben's parents from Jersey? Nah, Ben's parents is from uh, Michigan? Well, that's where they left, yeah, no, Ben, they said Ben is worth $500,000 Okay and I was like, how does an adjunct professor make that much money? How many people do they think bought give him an argument? He's <laughs> slanging crack like little baby on the side. Ben didn't shoot anybody at Walmart. 
<laughs> he ain't shoot nobody off. <laughs> he got bands. He got racks on racks on racks. I mean, in Mexico, kind of. <laughs> yeah, nice. Like he helped me out. He got my laundry. We went to go pick up our laundry, and he paid for mine, which I thought was nice. But that's not really rich. Aww. It's like four dollars. <laughs> he got bagel cartel money. Bagel cartel. <laughs> oh, you'll get a kick out of this. So you know how we've been joking about the bagels. So um, we were supposed to all leave at once. And I was having crazy internet problems at my house. And I was trying to upload the audio-only show uh, that aired yesterday. And I was like, Ben, man, just go without me if you can't wait. He's like, all right, all right I'll see you there. And so um, I, fi- I finally get everything fixed. I leave. I go pick up the live show producer, Jordan, in San Diego. And we start heading, you know, across the way to Ben's folks' place. And um, I'm like, Ben, man, we might get food. And he goes, oh, well, you know, we got uh, chili and bagels here. Chili and homemade <laughs> bagels. <laughs> what a combo. I fell the fuck out. I fell the fuck out. Because first of all, all I could think of was black dynamite, chili and donuts. Oh Roscoe's chili and donuts. That's... <laughs> And way so, worse. And so when he said homemade bagels, I was like, "We'll be getting some homemade bagels." So yeah, the bagelness runs in the family. That's so cute. So I'm confused. Where do you go to Ben's parents' house? Where do they live? They live in California. They just they just oh. got a place in California. They moved. Oh okay. Yeah. I was confused about that. Yeah, yeah, that's why they were mad because you know they wanted to be closer to the good son. Oh, <laughs> he's got a he's got a black sheep brother. <laughs> no, he's the black sheep. Oh, he's the black sheep. <laughs> wow. Oh, the professor's over here. The professor, huh? He went to a liberal arts school. <laughs> His old man rags on him like that. But he should just be the barista. <laughs> Don't tell me he gets down like that. Barista philosopher. Oh, he's a philosopher, is he? He wrote a book, did he? Oh, what's it about? Being unemployed? No. (laughs) Burn. This is true. Let me put this comment up. Pascal trying to dox the Burgesses. But where do they live, Jason? Where do they live? Exactly. <laughs> we walk in the door. They're like, "Oh, you guys are the friends of this guy. What do you, you guys teach too? Teach? <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote teach. <laughs> Quote unquote teach. I had to look up what an adjunct is. <laughs> <laughs> the dictionary said not quite good enough to be a real teacher. <laughs> Wow. Podcasters, you are really. Oh, oh, that's how you make your money. Dicking around on the internet, huh? Let me Jeez. let me see those hands. <laughs> I get all excited. My wife tells me my son's coming, and then the other one comes. <laughs> Brings this colored guy in here and some skinny broad. 
<laughs> Colored guy. Colored fellow. I, I tell him, if I wanted a guest who's coming to dinner moment, we wouldn't have moved further into Hollywood. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, yo, this is hilarious, man. <laughs> 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 um, so, <laughs> I actually I actually uh, did that bit for Ben's dad and he just stared at me. <laughs> just <laughs> you didn't call the ADL? <laughs> just pick the phone right up. <laughs> there was there was some there was some movie we were we were asking about and uh we were talking and Ben's dad ended up kinda quietly looking it up online and I was like, Oh what's that movie about? He goes it's like black like me for Jews. <laughs> oh no, we had a we had a good time. Is Jason on edibles? No, Robert. Someone's asking if I'm on edibles. I am always sober. Sometimes people can have a good time, Robert. I know, Robert. Jesus, I'm soberly funny. Sounds like a good sitcom, you and Ben's parents. <laughs> I am dark and they are live. <laughs> so they like, so uh, what do you think of the guy Louis Farrakhan, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> That's who they thought I was when he brought me in the door. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, t- Amy, he brings this, this Farrakhan guy and his hand <laughs> cult or some shit. What is this? Who is this white woman? Someone said, guess who's coming for bagels? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. You know, it's made me feel really bad. Um, I I walk in the door and Ben's mom goes, oh, I feel like I know you because I see you all the time on the TV. And I was thinking, oh God, do you see these mean impersonations that I do? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's his dad. Do they look like Ben? Kinda. Oh. Burgesses. But yeah, let's uh I'll stop doing impersonations that aren't true of Ben's family. <laughs> <laughs> Will I do these at the live? I, sometimes I feel bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh. so not who they are at all. They didn't shut us down. So it's just so not who they are. But I don't I don't want to tell any, any real details about them, so I'll just keep... Uh, but where do they live? Yeah, like Pascal. But no, where no, were no. you when you saw them? What <laughs> were they wearing? <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't 
scene with the whole so Jewish somebody's head. <laughs> oh, God. Can Ben's uh, mom cook? Ben's parents kind of cooked in together. So I want to say Aww. the dad made... No, they made kind of breakfast together. So we actually had a really nice send-off breakfast. We had like waffles and bacon and uh, coffee. And they have to give you like coffee and an orange juice next to it. So you had the oh best of both gosh, worlds. Oh, yeah. Now it's breakfast on TV. Yeah, it was it was uh, very nice. And where they lived, too, where I won't tell Pascal on air, mm-hmm. was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very picturesque <laughs> you still want to say that stuff on air and the next thing you know everybody's uh, harassing these people no I don't for bagels, for bagels. yes <laughs> for bagels. I know what I want Best everybody comes to the plate <laughs> <laughs> so it says classic champagne room from the start well this is in new york We're, look we we weren't gonna do a show today let's do that, that like those people did after 9 11 oh i, I do want to say this this is some champagne room shit so we flew out of um palm springs <clears throat> and i don't know if you've ever been to palm springs pascal or tucson I'm assuming the silence is no, you haven't been to Palm Springs. Yeah, that's a no. I'm in Florida, man. This is a Palm Springs, Palm Springs, California, you mean? <laughs> Palm Springs, California. No, never been. And uh, I only flew in once. At least I had to drive in when I worked at Coachella, but one year I got to fly in. And I don't remember seeing this when I flew in, but when we were getting on, to, you, you go through the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, they take off your shoes and, and do all the. TSA? Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a huge 9-11 memorial series of photos, but it's Jesus. photos of planes crashing. Wow. <laughs> Why would you show this to me? As I'm getting on a plane. Second dog has hit the building. <laughs> Jordan was so like put off by it. She was like, I don't think that's good. And so she got started to get kind of loud. And she goes, I'm going to use all my white woman privilege right now. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Voice my concerns about this image. Yeah, that's a little. I mean, so I understand you... they want to memorialize their people but it was like the planes and it was <laughs> that doesn't you can show a flag and like heads down or maybe a, well, we a, have the a, beams of light i don't know if you'll be able to see it um but we have the beams of light two beams of light one for each tower great memorial i love it you can see it from blocks and blocks away but like that's that's fine or like a dirty smudge-faced fireman i get but to show like death and destruction in the sky before i'm getting on a plane in the little ass airport in the desert 
And also, if you ever, I don't know, again, I don't know how much you guys have flown. If you ever flown like mountainous regions, it's, it's very bumpy. So getting out of the airport as we're taking off, you know, we're all calm. And it just, you, we hit an air pocket and it felt like something just slapped the shit out of the plane. And everybody went, oh. And then I screamed. <laughs> I, de- I definitely screamed. And then Jordan had to grab oh me because I screamed. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I screamed. My God. I love how you prefer pictures of dirty firemen. <laughs> Jordan flies to New York with you guys. <laughs> Dirty fuck. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Mr. August. <laughs> there you go. That's his, Jordan his Mr. August pose. Jordan flew out to New York. She flew out to New York with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Shout Jordan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jordan for uh, grabbing me as I. (laughs) (laughs) Andy Williams says, "Who is Jordan? Where does she live?" (laughs) Where did you meet her, though? Like, like everything was supposed to, like, you know, feeling good. They worked everything out. Like Jordan was not even sitting with us, and then they moved it where she could sit with us. Because there were some openings on the plane, so it's been Jordan, me, I think. And then um, I just remember we're in the air and we're taking off, and I'm like, yeah, okay, let's get this show on the road. And I've never, I've never had a takeoff like that before, where it just felt like something just slapped the shit out of the plane. And um, I just, I screamed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And it was yeah, at that I mean, moment. Can you imagine Jason being the only person screaming on the plane? And everyone else like, ah! <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine that. I, I, Absolutely. I, in my mind, I want to believe that I wasn't the only one. Um, hmm. But maybe I was. I just, I just know that I did, I did grab a hold <laughs> of the seat. Oh my gosh! You put on the emergency mask. Well, I told you guys a story about when I was younger, what I used to do when I got scared. Did you? So when I was a teenager, there was a bunch of carjacking um, shootings and a few murders in my neighborhood. And a friend of mine had failed his driver's test. We were like 15 and 16. But his dad would let him take the car. He's my best friend. And we were going to take the car to the bowling alley. Um, I think that's what we told his dad, but we were really going somewhere else. And so we, were, we would take the streets everywhere because we just thought it was fun to be in a car. You know how it is. Well, maybe you New Yorkers don't know because you guys don't don't drive around. <laughs> People do drive around. Um, do they really? Yeah, FDR drive. People love that. I've seen I Queens. I used to drive everywhere. 
So then you would understand this. You just you just drive around. When you first get your license or you got a friend that's got a car, you got all just drive it. Don't matter where you go. You want to take streets and shit. And so we were driving and we pulled up to a stop sign and I saw a dude, it looked like a Mexican dude in all black with something in his hand, which I thought was a gun. So uh-huh. I looked over, I'm in the passenger seat. I look over at my boy and I scream, it's a Jack, it's a Jack. And he looked over and saw a dude too. He goes, oh shit. And he floors it, right? And we drive off and he's looking in the rearview mirror and he goes, Jason. I said, what? He goes, man, that fool is just fixing his car. There's a crowbar in his hand. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, cause I was still scared. I was like, oh, oh, and he goes, Jason. I was like, what? He goes, let go of my nuts. I got scared <laughs> and I reached out and I squeezed. Oh my gosh. You're like, look, I need you to know this is important. <laughs> this is an important moment right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. True story. Oh, wow. True story. True story. Unreal. So, so I I used to get scared. And I would always just grab down. It's just it's just when I'm startled, I do that. I grab. Yeah, so. man, dude was driving. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you hold nuts to comfort you on flight. <laughs> That's what that means. Gives new meaning to the word these nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I squeezed. I could have shot one right out of the sack. I was squeezing the hell out of that dude. I, was, I felt so bad because I was like so scared. I was like, what? I was like, oh! <laughs> True story. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for real. You need like a, a cod piece or a chastity belt around Jason. <laughs> so for- so for a long time for years after that for years no one wanted to ride in a passenger seat because if I hit the brakes I'd always be like ah like you gotta oh, get screams for the rats you gotta get that red crotch protector that dude from Cameo wears the there you singer, go the lead singer from Cameo I can keep just away from me so i i apologize to everyone that sat in the front seat between the years of 1993 2007 oh my gosh it's a rough time now i've got this down better the mom arm bar okay which you should you shouldn't need to do I do it. It doesn't work well if you're on like an early, like a first date with someone and you do the arm bar. <laughs> the arm bar. That's how you break your arm. <laughs> that's also how you never get a second date. Okay. Oh no, this red light is so abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Pascal, when we were in New York, we went to go hang out. We were we were under this abandoned restaurant thing. It's a little shanty. I don't know what it was. They started to build those during COVID. 
for people to eat outside. So we were there, it was like midnight, and these rats just go walking across at the corner. They're, they got to be, I don't know, 50, 100 feet away from us. They're not next to us. And Jason just screams every time he sees one. And every time he does it, I like pull my feet up because I think that there's one right next to us. I'm banging my knee against the bottom of a table. But they're not next to us, Pascal. They're far, far away. He can see their silhouettes and their tails, and he freaks out. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. It's like it's Homer Simpson. Simpson. It's, worth it. it's just like one, it's not several, it's one mighty scream. <laughs> so you say, it was and one for every mouse, every, every rat. It rat, and those rats were strutting down the goddamn street like it was a catwalk. They were. Dun, 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 dun. La da dee, <laughs> la da da. <laughs> That's how rats. Rats going down the street talking about, girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. You in my hut now. Dude, oh the God. rats. I swear one rat was breakdancing. It was New York rats have an attitude. One rat did this shit to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, hey, what are you doing? I'm trying to eat over here. Moulinans over here. I'm trying to eat over here. <laughs> the rats called us Moulinans. Wow. Moulinans <laughs> don't know nothing about New York City. Get the fuck hey, out of hey, here. Hey. Yeah, we were talking about pizza. The rat was like, Chicago ain't pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is cake. That's what he rat, said. <laughs> the rat was like, I know pizza. <laughs> the Chicago stuff ain't pizza. We do well, have a pizza rat. lasagna over there. It's a freaking lasagna. It's a lasagna. <laughs> Don't even bring it to my trash. Don't even bring that to my trash. We grew up on opposite coasts, Donald. <laughs> rats. Racist Italian rats. Racist Italian rats. Just racist Italian rats. Racist Italian POC rats. Oh, Persons of carbonara. <laughs> um, I think what we should do is. Um, remake the movie falling down but with a black mm. character same movie same exact movie but make tyler he, perry oh the michael douglas character tyler perry oh my perry. gosh tyler perry <laughs> but <laughs> can you imagine tyler perry as the michael douglas character in falling down no but and he still no, just annihilates people of color. Like that part doesn't change. I mean, does Tyler Perry do like neurotic, annoyed, homicidal? Well, what uh, does he do drag. well? Only in, <laughs> only in drag. When a man can be himself. Maybe he is sometimes. La da dee, la da da. That's what that's what Prince Harry said. <laughs> <laughs>
he was being himself that mm-hmm. he has a separate room for for a dress that you're not allowed to look at okay that's too weird it's like why don't you talk about your own family that's what people want to know about anyway I mean these tell all books dude it's people just want to know gossip tell me about this gossip, person's private gossip. life tell me about your racist grandma Andy, Andy Williams says if they do a black falling down Washington will uh, will write legislation <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's funny can you dude imagine a black falling down and it takes place after George Floyd just like the original but they actually make that kind of a centerpiece Ooh. I'm no. telling you dude that would be the big Spike Lee directs it you still get legislation I'm tired of you mooling yans basketball playing fried chicken eating <laughs> and the That's dolly can one line, one line over they're coming for you nigga <laughs> you could just call the movie that. You could just call the movie that. Like Spike Lee loves having some very angry uh, white ethnic yelling into the camera. That's so sad. <laughs> I said that's what's up. <laughs> I'm confronting racism. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I saw this movie. I, just, uh, I don't understand why there are no pictures of black people on the walls in this Italian pizzeria. <laughs> I don't understand why. I used to think that in New York, black people were mad at like Chinese restaurants too. <laughs> no one is mad at the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> My little brothers on the wall. <laughs> you niggas have been dragons. Been the drawings of dragons on the wall. Nobody is that, cares. Pascal, is that how you were when you were young? You were just walking into pizza joints, yelling down <laughs> the wall. Man, with my relationship with the Italian American community in New York, I was not walking into that pizza joints at all. <laughs> Pascal was going with chains. Only jeans. I'm going with Domino's. I'm going with I, mean, I, I would something. Joints in my neighborhood, but they had to be marked safe territory. Is there like a sign on the wall that you knew, like a black? No, I mean, you know, if they're in a, if they're in a, there's certain neighborhoods. Listen, there's certain neighborhoods just like everywhere else. You know, you just don't go. You're not going to Howard Beach. You're not going to no. Pennsylvania. You're not going to, you know, you just, you know, you're not going in those places. You're not going to those pizza, those pizza parlors. I mean, I'm sure. always dumb enough to go into those places, though. Oh, Jason. Hey, uh, on screen. <laughs> what do you, looks like you guys have pizza pies in here, huh? <laughs> what do you recommend? Oh, jeez. <laughs> How much pizza? for a piping hot pepperoni? <laughs> Luigi, <God>. is it? <laughs> <laughs> Christian said, let's go to Staten Island, JC. Oh, God. <laughs> no, man. These people should see where I'm at right now. I mean, my, my friend, who is a, a real friend, tells you, mm, I can. Mm. <laughs> 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 like, mm. um, he was telling me that there's some MAGA hats in some of the places around here. And, and uh, 
and some Blue Lives Matter stuff. And I can't remember where I was reading that. I think California is outlawing outlawing the Blue Lives Matter uh, stickers. Are you serious? Are they? I mean, that makes sense. In New York, Blue Lives Matter, that's like, I don't know, what are the 38,000 cops in New York? New York police are just different, man. When I had my run-in with cops in Brooklyn well, about 10 years ago, four or nine years ago, I called my friends in Oakland PD, and they were like, dude, it's just different out there. Those guys don't make anywhere near as much as us, and they're more like a gang. They're very much like a gang. They got their own colors. It's, I don't. <clears throat> that's another reason why I don't really dig it out here. Tell them uncomfortable to me. Yeah, I mean, I feel that way outside of New York City. Definitely, like, Chris Rock says to this day that when he's around a lot of white people who, like, get a nosebleed and get very anxious, I feel like that when I'm in Long Island. Like, I feel like I'm about to get lynched at any minute. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Long Island? Yeah, man. Houses for as far as the eye could see. (laughs) <laughs> everything's the same height all the trees stop at the same height of the houses and it's just like where am I there's no variation in this landscape and I am uncomfortable it's not even like Queens it's just ugh no there's offense some... <laughs> well, I, I, I went to college on Long Island there's certain parts of it that have black neighborhoods Uniondale, yeah. Black Neighborhood, Roosevelt, Black Neighborhood, Wine Dance, Black Neighborhood. Hempstead. Hempstead, Black Neighborhood. That sounds like a Black Neighborhood. That just Hempstead. sounds like a Black Hempstead. <laughs> Hempstead. Was the five-set got kicked more game than a crackhead from Hempstead? I did meet a crackhead from Hempstead, and he did have a lot of game. It's true. It's okay. true. Me and my friend last night, we spent all night telling funny ass dope fiend stories man god damn I I laughed so hard last I'm actually and the show's over because <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um I do I do want to uh do you want to just address Pascal's story Tucson oh I was prepared to address my story I was not a bit I think we could talk about her story we can go to mine or what we you know, talking about a story really quickly. You, are you sure? Yeah, sure. Okay. I, yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Well, move, moving on. You know, I can't wait to get the messages about this show. Can you guys just get to the top? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh, the nan and the nan and the nan. Show starts at one fifty-eight. <laughs> Bird just never does this. <laughs> Bird Bird just starts on time. He gets there on time. Uh, he was a Jew. I'm <laughs> 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 not gonna say what he was. I'm not gonna say. This where's Kanye? At? He's in LA. Huh? He's married. Con- uh, congratulations to the newlywed Kanye. Oh, shout out to Kanye. What did he marry? He married... What did he marry? Someone who looks exactly like uh, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Is she attractive then? I think she's attractive. Yes. Does she have uh, 
Money? No. no. To cake. 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 She, she's a stick figure. Oh, really? Kanye's oh. growing up, I guess. Whatever that means for him. Oh. He is the most divorced dad ever. And I shouldn't be surprised that he got married like out of nowhere like that. Is he the most divorced dad? Kim Clown. He's so extra. All of this is, is from his divorce. Well, he's still dealing with his mom and stuff, but... I think the, and mom, the divorce. The mom is the precursor of all the problems. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, Kanye is a mess. Indeed. But he, but he managed to get married to an attractive woman with no butt, apparently. <sighs> I don't know if she has a butt or not. She looked very, very slim in the picture that I saw. And and here I am. I can't get anybody to match with me on Tinder. Kanye's second time around. <laughs> Uh, you getting too many matches on Tinder. That's what I think. around. You have four hundred fifty million dollars. Your, your chances might go up too. Oh wow! I guess you're right. Should I just lie on my profile, like everyone else? You're already lying. You're not five ten. Wow. Okay, five eleven. <laughs> Were you there, Pascal? When I was discussing how five ten is the most lied about height on these apps. I heard you according say some, that. Yeah, according to some chick on Tinder, I don't. Some chick on TikTok, I should say. Straw McCallum is in New York, and he says he's gotten thirty matches since he touched down in New York. Thirty matches. I guess he won't be coming to the live show. All right, somebody's gonna be busy. Cuba just touched down too. Cuba, Cuba actually touched down right before we went on air. But everybody's in the city. Yeah. Conan is, Conan's here. Conan's gonna be part of the the live show as well. Nice. Um, so I'm excited to see Conan. I haven't seen him. Jesus. Oh fuck! When was the last time I saw Conan? When we were on tour? Yeah, I think I physically haven't seen Conan in in a while, in years. Physically, they're all, yeah. They're all saying in Brooklyn. No, Cuba's in Manhattan. Ben, I don't know where Ben is staying, and Jordan is somewhere. Here I am doxing everybody. Yeah, uh, they're all in <laughs> five boroughs. <laughs> I feel so horrible just doxing the shit out of everybody. Are you on Tinder in NYC? Talking to me? Yeah, have you? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see if it works. Let's see if it works. 30 matches right off the bat. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Because it, it changes your location, right? Okay. Naomi, <laughs> who's online right now, she just moved to Connecticut from Miami to be close to her family. She does have kids. She's not looking for a daddy for her children. Um, good. So if you can't handle a woman that has children, keep moving. Mm. Um, yeah, she's in Hamden. Do you guys know where Hamden is? No. She's 5'8", if that bothers you. Don't waste my time. I'm not looking to hook up or be your friend. Okay, if you're cool with all the above, feel free to message me. That's what they tell you not to do. That's what the coaches tell you. So pleasant. Yeah, don't have a negative description of what you want. Well, (laughs) this red flag woman looks like she's right up my alley, so let's just give her a like and see what happens. Nope. Oh my gosh. Uh, 
Let's see here. Girl, if I could give you two swipes, I would. <laughs> Cause that what you, that's, can I say that, somebody? Don't say that. <laughs> can I say that? New Rochelle, that's New York, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so yes, I am in New York. I just matched with someone. Oh my goodness. She is... Okay, how do we get back to this thing? I won't say her name. Oh, she doesn't have a description, but her Spotify playlist consists of Tribe Called Quest, ASAP Rock, Busta Rhymes, and Ghostface. ASAP is fun to look at, but I don't listen to his music that much. Um, Autumn Lee says she's not looking for a stepdad. She's looking for a dad who will step up. She a corrections officer with that music list or what? Really? Damn. The Beat Nuts, Slick Rick. You think that's you think that's corrections officer soundtrack? That's that sounds like beat down the jailhouse Negro music. So I mean, damn. <laughs> okay, so what do I say? Should I should I say that in my in my message to her? This sounds like the soundtrack of a prison guard. Should I say that in my? No, don't say that. What should I say? You guys are gonna tell me what to say right now. Hurry I'm up. You say your back. Your 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 profile seems so charming. Do you like to read? God, Do you, like to, you didn't mention any books. Yeah, you didn't mention any books. You stupid mooly lover. <laughs> Jeez, Jeez doxing strangers. <laughs> Tucson, what should I say? What is the what is the proper thing to say? Um, if tell Jordan me her Dub- rap list again. Okay, if Jordan Dubin wanted to be hella honest, this is what it's like hanging out with me in real life. It's just me going, Jordan, what should I do? Should I swipe on this? The Tribe Called nice. Quest, the first album, Aesop Rock, Pre- Pre- Preservation, Buster Rhymes, Danger Mouse, Ghostface Killer, MF Doom, oh, Mad Villain, MF Doom, and uh, what's his name? Red Man Blackout, Slick Rick, Art of Storytelling, and The Beat Nuts, the 90s one. Well, she's, 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 she's probably in your age group. She's 42. That's definitely my age group. She says kids. She, little kids. It doesn't yeah, say. Kids. Doesn't oh, say. Wait, wait, wait. She likes stand-up comedy and mindfulness. Obviously, hip hop and art. Um, she doesn't listen to new rap. No mumble rap for her. No mumble rap. Anyway, no smell her through the profile. What does that mean? She smells like with black and miles. <laughs> White diamonds. Black and miles and old <laughs> black and miles and two day old Hennessy. Damn. Damn. Two day old. She looks like a nice she looks like a nice woman. I mean we match this attractive woman. I think she's an ethnic. She likes native tongues. How many gold teeth? Ooh, let me see if she's got a toothy smile. No, no toothy smile, so she could be full of fronts. She likes incense. I think she likes mindfulness. I mean, she likes. She smells like baby powder. Oh my god. She smells like Egyptian musk. Oh my god. No bamboo <laughs> hoop earrings. Uh, oh, let me check for the hoop earrings. No, it looks like the earring game is not really noticeable. These are probably current pictures because she's dressed in winter clothes. Um, she's giving you a few different looks like haha playful um, silly and then nigga I wish you would 
is the last look she gives you. Is, what is uh, her ethnic origin? I can't tell. It's some. What? She is. She's some sort of ethnic, but I can't tell what it is. So she's her dad's she's, a GI. She's ethnic. Your dad is your dad a GI. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the office. <laughs> um. If, if she told me she was some sort of Latin, I would believe it. Um, if she told me she was uh, a mix with some sort of uh, island person, I would believe it. She um, is whatever Olivia from Law & Order SVU is. She could definitely be Mariska Hargitay, who is, I think, a Hungarian. Hungarian, yeah. Half Hungarian. Yes. Does Jason love racially ambiguous ladies? Yes, because then I can have what are you children? Because he's from the Bay, man. I am. That's a big thing. Um. So, so what should I say? Hey, come on, guys. Can't, the clock is ticking. Don't, Midi Doctor. Oh, you son. love her hip hop music choices, even though you're a West Coast guy. Okay. Oh, that. See, that's way better that's than good. saying, "Hey, you dumb bitch, do you read?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was on Tinder, not illiteratehose.com. Illiterate hose. Oh my god. Uh, So I'm going to say, look, okay, so so I really, really like your hip-hop. I really like your playlist. Your playlist. Even though... I'm a West Coast guy. Do I put a smiley face next to that? No, please don't. No. Yeah. Smiley face? I'll go with Pascal and that's so you don't. Don't smiley face? Should no. I put a like a, a fist? She's already like she's already kinda like, ah, he's from West he's West Coast. Mm. Okay. True. That's what okay. I would do. Oh wow, so she's already calling me a pussy is what you're saying. Uh so what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You wear Vans. You, you, <laughs> you, you wear low sneakers. You know how hard it was for me not to bring Vans. All, all your Vans. Because <laughs> I get so annoyed at the airport taking off my shoes. I didn't bring my my uh, my boots, so I knew it was gonna be cold. So I do have low low sneakers. Does that mean I'm from California? Yes. Does it really? Oh um, hell yeah. Really? <laughs> Ritty Doctor says, ask her if she's into 122 chatters taking part in this exchange. <laughs> That's a new. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That is a no- Oh my goodness. Oh. I need to show this to Pascal later off air. <laughs> okay, wow. This you know what I think... Has, wait, this profile, she's literally using AI pictures. Oh, that's not cool. Is that <sighs> is that automatic? No. If you use Artistic. AI pictures. That's suspect. suspect. Right? Like, that's, that should be a disqualification, shouldn't it? I had a boss who used to ask me questions like this. And she would take my answers and put them on an app. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think this is all people's friends talking to people's friends. That's my theory. And what does that mean? Nobody's nobody's real. <laughs> talking to Aww. her 122 chatters. 
So, so you're saying Homeworld's not going to message me back? Oh, geez. don't ask, don't don't act like your heart is on the line all of a sudden. Okay, yes, we pan- do need Susanna Kleeman right now. So there's a P- Panamanian woman. Do you, what what do you know about Panamanian women, Pascal and Tucson? They speak Spanish. Oh, I've been working out my Spanish more in the East Coast than back home, dude. Oh, good. You'd be so proud of me right now. Aw. That's good. Um, oh. I think this woman is Haitian. You said Panama. No, this is another one. You guys aren't helping me out enough. He's he's going through like 72 women right now. (laughs) You guys were supposed to help me in this, and you're not helping me. We're supposed to find a New York love connection so I can have a romantic comedy like experience, and then when I leave on the plane, I can put my finger and just fly away. (laughs) Next to the picture of the the dirty firefighters. I mean, they didn't have to have the image of the planes crashing. Half Panamanian, half Armenian. That's a lot of. Wow. That's only in New York. Can you get that mix? Is that right? Mm, I don't think they'd be Panamanian in California. You're going to be missing a kidney before the live show at this rate, Jordan says. No. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I still I still want to do that thing where, where uh, the patrons design my dating profile. Oh, boy. Like, they get to pick the pictures of everything and what I say. That's good. That would be funny. Someone said, where's Where's Gene, the moral compass? (laughs) Gene's moral compass is broken. Why are you even asking? Long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. You know why? Because they don't know the real Gene Bajlan. They only know, like, Professor Bajlan, which is fine, right? Gene is hilarious. But Gene Bajlan helping me with the dating profile sounds like a journey down a very hellish rabbit hole. Yup. <laughs> Gene is non judgmental, I'll give him that. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to an extent, he's not judgmental. Hell of a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, you guys are mean. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this uh this new New York sure has some different people in here. Got all kinds, buddy. Oh, yeah, it's a lot better than San Diego, I'll tell you that. <laughs> anyway. Somebody's, <laughs> somebody's concerned about the Haitian one. What Somebody do they want to know? Special tips on how to connect. <laughs> special <laughs> special oh. tips. Tip number one, call her Sherry. What does that no mean? No matter what her name is. Sherry means like sweetheart. Oh, yeah. okay. Sherry. My Sherry Amore. Don't just call it like Sherry. (laughs) No, not like that. Not Sherry like Ripple Sherry. Not Sherry like like the alcohol. Not Sherry like, you know, Team Thunderbird. Not that kind of (laughs) (laughs) shit. Okay. Like like Sherry like cooking wine. Sherry. 
My Sherry Moore. She she didn't she didn't match on me. I guess she wasn't looking for black Californians. Nah, man. I mean, who is right? You do wear low sneakers, so that's really a thing for you people, huh? You people? This is something I associate with West Coast. Low low shoes. How are you wearing some flat ninja shoes? <laughs> some flat house shoes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here, this is the last one. This is the last one. This woman um, says she's always down for an adventure. Ooh. She's very much a foodie. And she goes, and I'm quite hilarious, if I must say so myself. Um, well, I don't know if that's true. Um, she loves to laugh and have a good time. But not that kind of good time. Why not that kind of good time? Because she does. She's not just here for hookups. She's she's a Leo, and I'm a Leo, and Uh-oh. she likes horror movies, and I like horror movies. Sounds like a mess. Um, she says if you are looking for a hookup, she will be a complete and utter waste of your time. Um. I, I think she's some sort of Latin. Complete and utter is kind of hackneyed. Ooh, Jesus. It's a little extra. Is extra it? Word. Is that is that is that is that a red flag I should look for? Um, I wouldn't be too into it. But you never know. People people are charming in person, or they can be. They can sell you on things. Riley Cool says two Leos are not a perfect match. Yeah, that seems like a lot of headbutting. Too much testosterone in the room. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> not what I was going to say, but. The shit you people. Between you two and the chat, I'm just going to be single forever. You should be. Take yourself off the market. Expire. Wow. <laughs> you should just have a bodega cat on top of you so no one can have you. No one will buy you. You could go to your family roots and do a, go to a nice Kojic church and find a nice church girl. How do I know this woman that likes horror movies and doesn't want to be a one-night stand because she's a, you know, I don't know. Seems like a nice lady. She, <laughs> she may be a church woman. Jesus Christ. So let's talk about your monk phase. <laughs> not the loniest. Right not the loniest. I'm in it right now. Different monk. Is there anything you've been looking to study in depth? Spanish. Would you like a bowl haircut? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, you guys are mean. Okay, look. Before we go. I do want to do this before we go. Florida nixes African-American history. In the state's latest crackdown on how race is taught in schools, Florida education officials rejected the course from being implemented in classrooms as the college board this year launches a pilot program for its development. The Florida Department of Education left the door open for possibly accepting the course eventually, but only if the content is tweaked to meet state guidelines. Quote, in the future, should College Board be willing to come back to the table with lawful, historically accurate content, FDOE 
will always be willing to reopen the discussion, state education officials wrote in a January 12th letter to the organization first reported by National Review. The College Board conducts the SAT exams and advanced placement programs. MT, why is Florida not accrediting African American history? I think they've decided to once again expand what they consider the critical race theory help basket to include this AP class on uh, uh, on Black history. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the Santas we're talking about here. Well, why would they say it's unlawful? What's unlawful about it? Well, one second, let me pull up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell me, NT. Hmm? What's? It's too woke. Oh gosh. The the way the courses were framed, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I I read the uh, I read the analysis that was in one of the local papers. They were basically saying that these courses can be perceived to be under the rubric of critical race theory mm-hmm. because they're dealing with mm-hmm. subject matter that are not specifically defined as exclusively black history. Some of them are dealing with intersectionality as well as other subject matter, which is the allegation. But part of the problem is that when you use a broad category like critical race theory as mm-hmm. part of the fishnet to catch anything that violates this kind of anti-woke statutory uh, conflagration, you open up almost any aspect of Black history that talks about race or racism or Jim Crow to being negated because part of this mandate talks about how anything that might make certain groups of people feel like they are inherently racist or others privileged, that could be such a broad territory that anything that talks about Jim Crow, race relations, segregation, might be viewed as outside the mandate of this of state law. So once again, this whole anti-CRT movement really comes out becoming an anti-black history course phenomenon. It it puts it all on the table. Uh, their individual freedom act created new protections for students and workers protections, including that a person should not be instructed to feel guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress due to their race, color, sex, or national origin. So anything that could make someone feel bad about who they are, some parts of their identity, needs to be excluded from the curriculum. I mean, I don't, I don't hear what you guys think, uh, Jason and MT. I don't mm-hmm. think that the goal of teaching any kind of history, black history or otherwise, should be to impute guilt on anyone because whether they are white or anything else. But at the same time, fear of having kids feel bad about certain elements and aspects of honest aspects of American history should not be a a motivator to have us deny that history being taught altogether. That's ridiculous. And that's where we are in Florida with uh, the sanctimonious. We do have a tweet from a, a representative in Florida. What do they say? On the screen. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You went there. Sounds like I you're actually there. producing the show. I'm so <laughs> lucky I don't have the soundboard to like throw a comment. 
So Chevron, quote unquote Chev Jones, <laughs> says this political extremism and its attack of Black history and Black people is going to create an entire generation of Black children who won't be able to see themselves reflected at all within their education or in their own state. Well, I mean, I agree. I think I think the backlash from this uh, this this uh, we don't want to teach Black history at all shit is going to blow up in the face of the Republicans, but it definitely riles up the the political discussion and gets people ready to vote. Do you think it kills uh, DeSantis's chances of presidency? Um, no, I don't think it kills his chances of winning the Republican nomination, but I think as these positions get a little more entrenched in like villainy, i.e. the Trump era, and it's going to be more like technocratic villainy, I think is what we're going to see for the 2024. Um, I think he's playing the role like excellently. You know, this this Negro history is a, is a problem. Chase needs a Taurus. Oh, my God. <laughs> I look down and I'm like, yeah, like the car. I have a Hyundai. The car. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it absolutely cuts out a huge part of uh, everyone's education when this is the case. When they allow the parameters to be so broad, you can include anything and exclude it. Include anything and exclude it. Yeah. But it, it, it definitely, it just riles up a certain, it riles up a base, but it also riles up attention to something that people aren't paying attention to, mm-hmm. right? I don't think the average American gives too much of a crap about the political discussion until closer to, to voting season. But when they do stuff like this, everybody's eyes starts get, get centered and then people start having kind of the wrong discussion about shit. In my opinion, I think this is very, uh, it's a very emotional. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, say again. Yeah, well, this situation is uh, is is right for that um, because this is really one AP class that we're talking about, but it's like slippery slopes all over the place. I mean, there's that there's, gets you a, head, a headline about um. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> um, that gets you a headline about Black History Month being excluded from Florida curriculums. Go, go ahead. <laughs> I think I think racial polarization is 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 I don't want to say increasing, but. I'm finding that racial polarization is, is starting to obfuscate like even people's political roles. Like we talk talk about with the LA City Council, how there was people like protesting the fact that Kevin DeLeon was attending council meetings so they couldn't even vote to do things like extend the moratorium on evictions in LA because people had to, you know, hold steady to these kind of trivial stances on like how old he's a bad person because he was in a room or, or said something that I don't like even though he's trying to fight for legislation that would literally house people in a facility that's empty and those people will be black so um, 
I think some of so a lot of this racial stuff kind of scares me, to be honest with you. I think it's actually kind of scary. I think you should, it's, it's 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 problematic, right? Because obviously, we all know that this this stuff is a ploy to take away people from dealing with material issues mm-hmm. that challenge their life. And culture wars is always a tool, whether leveraged by Republicans or Democrats, to deny people actually demanding the policy they need to improve the material conditions of their lives. But what is dangerous about the current political moment is that the Republicans, because they've been able to capture so many state legislatures, are so willing to go to whatever extreme possible to see their culture wars manifest into actual policy that it basically creates a politics where now culture wars become real political issues and with real dire consequences. And again, we're stuck in this cycle where the debate is we've got we got to fight to keep the fascists out of power instead of what can we get from whatever party we want to vote for that's going to change our lives. So we're stuck in this vicious cycle that starts in 2016 that continues now again for yeah. the third election cycle. Like, like someone says, like, why am I a little worried about it? Well, there was a, a article that came out in a quote unquote progressive muckraking publication in Los Angeles, basically shitting all over CRT, but from a very offensive perspective. And it was basic. I, I think there was a quote in the article that said black Americans. What was it? Slavery. What did they say about slavery? Said something. Hmm. He said slavery in Black history is not important to America. But, it's only yeah. important to Black people. It's only important to Black people because Black people, hmm. yeah, it only affected Black. Slavery only affected Black people, and this was a left publication, and it read like a Klan letter, and it was some anti-CRT things, and it basically was saying that um, if you don't really talk about Latin people or or Asian people, you're really ignoring. Um, any real race conversation and there's definitely some truth to that but the way it was framed was really really hateful and especially when you look at a city like LA which is there is a black population that is leaving um, the city for various reasons and you do have an, an ethnic minority population of like Asians and it's predominantly Latin I believe at this point um, but it's it's complicated within that. It's not just as simple as that, too. I mean, the police force is also predominantly Latin. So when you have this situation, for example, where was it Patrice Colors' cousin, her nephew that just got killed by the LAPD yep. with a taser, with a non-lethal taser, um, Karen Bass, the new black mayor, has to deal with the police department who doesn't like the new police chief who is trying to look good in front of his officers nobody wants 1991 all over again and definitely nobody wants 2020 all over again which i'm surprised hasn't really happened um but i guess people have stuff to do so there's that um it's been pretty quiet in my opinion uh but I see these rumblings, these kind of race-related rumblings of some people really not caring that this happened. And that's that's why I shared that uh, the article with you guys. And I don't even know if I really want to share it with the chat because it was really offensive. 
What publication was it in? Ooh, that's a good question. I can look if you really want to know. No, that's okay. Someone in the did, chat was asking. Did, should we share it, or is it one of those things like it's not worth it to share? No, I don't want to go into it. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Like it was like highly offensive. Um, but I did, I did, yeah, come across that too. No, it wasn't in compact. It was a local, it was an LA thing. Um, and I have you guys heard anything about people really talking about the the police murdering this uh, this young man? I've seen some some social media traffic about it. I you know I don't watch much television, so I don't know if the mainstream news is carrying it. But I've seen some social media commentary. I've read some articles talking about it. Hey Adam, uh, appreciate the uh, super chat because this show will definitely get demonetized. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Adam. Yeah, it means a lot. Um, <laughs> can you put this on the screen? This comment on the which, screen, Toussaint. Which one? This this Kush uh, look. Do you see it? Oh, oh boy. Oh boy! It actually takes me to my subject matter. <laughs> I, I think we should. I, I do want to talk about this. I thought we were going to go a lot shorter, but I love you people oh so much. That's right. what she said. She said people. <laughs> yes. But she at the game. She has a lot of love. <laughs> she has a lot of love to give. <laughs> go ahead. Mm -hmm. Pascal. Oh, okay. So we're actually going to be well. One of the reasons uh, I'm thinking about this MAGA communism comment is because there's been a lot of online chatter, and I know we all try to avoid Twitter as much as possible. But for the kind of work that we do here, we got to monitor, you know, the news wires and see what people are talking about. There's been some discourse online about a certain segment of leftists who are really taking a shot at Gerald Horn as an individual. I forgot his name. He wrote an article in his Substack, basically alleging that Gerald Horn is acting in a way that is liberal and is a kind of uh, stooge of the British crown with the analysis that he put forth in the counter-revolution of 1776. And the work of Gerald Horn is anti-Marxist and pushing people into the Democratic Party and is liberal. Now, I'm not here to debate the merits of, of, um, of Horn's book, Counter-Revolution of 1776, which many people have issues with, and I understand that. But Gerald Horn has written over 35 books. I've read uh, at least one of them myself, and I've read other of his scholarships and articles, and you know he's had some very amazing work. And what I'm trying to say is that simply because you find fault in one book of one scholar, don't think that you have the qualification to evaluate his whole body of work, number one, and number two, if the goal of the left is to become radical, come radically, I think that we have to be very, very understanding of the ways that when we criticize individuals that people within the left hold esteem with, that we do so in good way, good faith, and we do so in a way that we don't alienate people who are trying to bring to the left. And one of the things that I think is very important to realize is that and I've said this before, I've said this publicly, is that the only time we've had any kind of left movement in the United States when they've been able to actually force concessions from capital is when the left has been multiracial, aggressive, and radical in challenging the, uh, the status quo political reality, particularly in the interwar periods between 
World War One and World War Two around the 20s and 30s, and that was also particularly after the rise of the Bolsheviks and communists, because the early socialists were not very good at doing very much racial outreach in black communities, unlike the actual communists in the United States who had expanded the base of blacks joining the left, and they were actually much more able to recruit amongst the black communities because they made specific attempts to address the issues of race and capitalism and how they intersect instead of simply getting locked into what we consider contemporary identity politics, which is a petite bourgeois politics that is about inclusion into capitalism. The point I'm trying to make is that when we have scholars like Gerald Horns, who do have Marxist analysis that challenge, mm -hmm. challenges not only capitalism, but the way in which race is used in capitalism to submerge and divide the working class, I think it would behoove those who have critiques of some aspects of his work to be a little bit more sensitive to how such blatant disregard affects communities that are necessary to make a left coalition function effectively in this country. Because there are certain constituencies that if they are not part of the left, there will be no left in this country. Tell me how you really feel. Mm-hmm. Clap, 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 clap. No, I've, I've, Pascal, you know, for those that don't know, Pascal's been kind of upset about this. And uh, I actually mailed Pascal years ago, a couple years ago, a copy of uh, the, the book in question that everybody was crapping on. And the, the discourse around it was very frustrating. It was either, oh, I love everything he's done and you're just hating him because he's black. Or it was everything this man has done is a piece of crap because of this one book. And uh, we were talking about it a while back, maybe even a few years ago, about uh, Adolf was supposed to be writing a book with Horn, I think, or was it Bill Fletcher? But I know they worked together and are contemporaries, and everyone liked his... Uh, he's wrote a few books on Du Bois. Yeah. And uh, his book on Paul Robeson I have, I thought was good. He wrote a book on jazz, I believe. So somebody in the chat even said his 20th century work is, is phenomenal. You can't really uh, dispute that. It's just the premise is a little flimsy. A lot of historians feel. I think people should try to read the counter revolution of 1776 before they have an opinion about it, because you know it's a very dense book. Warren is a dense academic writer, and much like uh, Cedric Robinson, I don't think people really try to uh, read the scholarship because it is so dense. Right. And you know, I mean, just tell it to me in a TikTok, you know, five second, thirty second video, what it's about. I, I think I want to I want to add another point here, Jason, as well, which is very important, which is like it's something that we try to do on our show because there are a lot of people who make the allegations that are like, oh, these guys, they, they you know, they're not a, they're not really a black podcast, they're not, they're not, they, don't, they don't talk about. Listen, we are a we, we are a left socialist podcast run by two black men who understand that race is an element of class oppression in American capitalism. We've never said that this is a black podcast, but we talk about black issues on this podcast because we realize that race is an element of class oppression in American 
capitalism. And as two black men and also MT being a black woman, we understand and have experienced how that actually works. That doesn't mean that we are into identity politics because making that obvious Marxist or materialist reality and analysis does not mean that we are into in petite bourgeois identity politics, which is actually about using race to include yourself into the function of capitalism. It's about, it's about us realizing that oftentimes the left fails in its ability to realize how race is a crucial part of the oppression of capitalism in this country. And we mm -hmm. choose to accentuate it here sometimes in order to remind people that that has to be discussed to make sure the coalition we have in this country to challenge the capitalism actually comes to be. I wish I had a... <laughs> right? I feel so bad. Pascal, look, I'm giving you a high five on the screen. And a, <laughs> and a hug. And a hug. Aww. No, right on. I mean, look. Dude, a laying down hug. This should... That, I'm not giving him that. Okay. Well, I totally agree, Pascal. <laughs> and that was well said. And needed to be said. Lest people forget. I, I, we don't do all the black stuff that they want to see, I guess. Like, have a hip-hop intro. Yeah, hey, hey, what's up? Words, bond. Yeah, we're black as hell. Black all day. Black today. Police. Black. White supremacy. Black. <laughs> black today. Nap black tomorrow. Nappy hair. Black. Crack. Black. <laughs> there you go. I think we got a, got, got a handle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't do that. It's been done. Yeah, there's people that do it well. We'd like to offer something else. Uh, if you guys would like to listen to the diamond and silk of uh, left politics, I'm sure there's a show out there for you. <laughs> oh, my God. They will black it up for you. Black. <laughs> <laughs> I like those guys, but they're just not uh, black enough. Just not black enough for me. They need to buck their I'm eyes more. About black stuff. Look, I talk about the baby and little baby. Is that not enough for you people? That's not enough, dude. We have to have like 18 shows on Kanye West. I want to do a show on Young Thug. About, what about him? Crickets. <laughs> Complete silence. Um, but no, I think we should talk about Atlanta. I mean, I think we talk about. I mean, I have a whole. We have. I have we have the Mama Hour. We have the. We do a lot. We have. We have had some of the best shows we've done. Or I, I think that we talk about race and capitalism better than a lot of other people. Quite frankly, it's just that we have a broad perspective of issues that we cover on our show. We have other guests that have. We have people like Gene who has, you know, who do their own shows. We have people like Vaughn as a guest. Burgess has a show. We have a broad spectrum of left content on this channel. Some of it is politics that's different from mine. Some mm -hmm. people would say my politics are more to the left than other content. Some people would say my content is, you know, more, you know, you know, radical or more less radical than other content. The bottom line is that the purpose of this channel is to be an, it's a broad introduction to various elements of left thought to communities who are not familiar with it. Some of it you're going to like, some of it you're not going to like. You might like my Mau Mau, you might dislike, you know, uh, the gaming show. You might like the sports show with Jason, you might like, like the other. But the bottom line, understand that this is a channel where Jason and I 
as Gene and Kuba and MT come to bring you content that is relevant to the realities of the world today. And we do not deny or negate the fact that we are two black men with, with MT who are running this podcast with cohorts who are also helping us do that. But at the same time, we keep a broad audience and we keep our focus broad. And that's the way we function in this show. And I really think that people who have issue with that, no, you can address us personally and we'll deal with them. I would like to add, we also cover international politics. Yep. You you do need to know what's going on in Peru. That is important. We do have a solidarity that we need to build and encourage with other people. And sometimes that's just about giving a damn caring enough to to know what's happening where someone else is yep well pascal i do agree that we have a broad focus on the show nobody got that i did get that but i was not sure where you were going with that I'm going to ask why is Pascal being defensive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, no one has really made allegations about us, about the show. But what I'm saying is that I am being, I am taking an initial position because we've been making changes in the show. And I've had friends of mine who say, why do you let this person on? I don't like them, so on and so forth. And I want to make it very, very clear. Jason and I, when we started this, Jason brought me on. Jason started this first and he brought me on. And we, we basically looked at this, this as a partnership. We had Gene and we have Kuba and we have M2 Sun. And we come together as a team to manage the content of this show. And one of our original mandates was that we realized that there was an attempt to deny certain communities, particularly all communities, the realization that there was a Marxist leftist socialist tradition in, in that community. And we wanted to reintroduce people to that tradition. I'm not saying we've had every show be about the black Marxist tradition, but we have had shows talking about that. Mm -hmm. We had Jeff Perry on talking about uh, Hubert Harrison. We've had shows talking about the black left. We've had Adolf Reed on several times. We've talked with Cedric Cedric Johnson. We've done that. We had had, uh, Sharice on. uh, But my position is to let people know, as our network grows, you might see different faces that are not melanin filled. But at the same time, don't think that's going to dilute us from the agenda that we've set forth or change the nature of this channel because we're exposing and opening other voices to the network and the channel as well. And that's shout out I'm... and shout out to Jeff Perry, which which was a, a very Pascal put me on to Jeff Perry and his Hubert Harrison books. We got the ability to interview Jeff Perry before he passed away. He was actually relatively ill, if you remember, when we talked to him. Um, But I'm glad. I'm really glad we got to have that show. Um, So shout out to uh, the late Jeff Perry. There's a lot uh, more we can cover. Cyril Briggs, Claudia Jones, George Padmore. Listen, we, we, we we are bringing people in. Black History Month is coming. We're trying to have a few shows talking about race and class in Black America. We just had a very good show talking about the Talented 10th and eugenics on Thursday. I hope you guys checked it out. A lot of people like that show. We had some sound issues, but it was very good. We, you know, we have not deviated from our original mandate. We've just brought it to the spectrum, and we've made alliances with people on the left. Let me make this very clear. And I want to make this clear as well. There mm. are people 
who criticize us because we've made alliances with people like Majority Report or Left Reckoning or, uh, or, or Ben Burgess or Doug Lane. Let me make this abundantly clear. When me and Jason started this and no one knew us from a hole in the wall, it was all those alabaster leftists that opened doors to us, that were friendly to us, that 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 aired our content, that invited mm -hmm. us on their shows, mm -hmm. and were very willing to help us grow. While certain other networks of people who were melatonated didn't say a peep. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Would not F with us. No, that's very true. Uh, and... That doesn't mean we agree with everything everybody says. Ben and exactly. I have disagreements. I mean, we live next to each other now. And we have discussions and they're not always, you know, we're in agreement with each other. But I think one thing we do on this show well, as Glenn Greenwald pointed out, <laughs> was we're able to have a discussion without throwing people away totally. That's very important. It's extremely Leftists important. don't throw people away. That that to me was the crux of this this whole thing about you know Gerald Horn, which can get divisive for some people on the left, and I don't understand why. Because again, I think the man's written like fifty books, and there's one of them. There's a couple of them that we might be like, mm, I don't like that one, or I don't know if I agree with the premise of that one. But I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I've read all fifty books. I've read like three of the shorter ones. <laughs> I'm going to lie. So to, to throw that man away, I mean, I had a good conversation with Gerald Horn. I think Gerald Horn's a very interesting man. I think there's a lot you can learn from a person like Gerald. So to try to throw him away or cast him out because you don't agree with that one premise of the 1776 book is kind of silly. As, as Pascal was saying off air, it's the same thing that we see with the Zizek that's going on right now. Yeah. So let me know when anyone's ready to throw away Howard Zinn because there were errors that might have been made with the people's history of the United States and people mm. maliciously attacking you. Mm. Do you think the culture is a little different and Zinn died before? Twitter, man. Twitter, the nature of Twitter and the, any 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 charlatan can write a Substack and all of a sudden become the bane of a whole still part of the left. Hmm. 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 Tucson. Well, I just want to say somebody made this comment here. Um, TIR got a check in with their blackness. <laughs> Our show is not blackity blackity black. We are black every day. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't go anywhere. Mm -mm. And it, it, it does help to inform our opinions at times, just like other aspects of our identities. Yep. Checking it with being black. <laughs> <laughs> Born always got something slick to say. There's always one that got something slick to isn't, say. Isn't she from time. New York? Is she coming to the live show? Born? I don't know. That's for a those, good question. For those that aren't coming to the, that can't afford the live show or what for whatever reason but are in new york i'm going to be loitering out front so if you come by and say what's up definitely going to be loitering out front oh no nah. I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut 
I wouldn't say it's people that are keeping us on the sidelines per se. I mean, sometimes it's just like not not effing with somebody, not 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 helping, which people reserve the right to do. Oh God, there was a woman that did say that I didn't have enough viewers. Oh, who was that? She was nice about it, but she was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't remember. I'll find I'll find her name. But yeah. Yeah, people were trying to, I don't want to say cancels in, maybe some more so taking shots at the book, yeah. saying it didn't have the best sources. That's I mean, that's like a thousand page book. I mean, what did he think about Howard Zinn, Pascal? So that's a thick book. I like the book, as a matter of fact. I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I just, I just, I, I really just don't think that you can just, just writing a book is hard. I just don't think you can just dismiss people because you disagree with aspects of the work, and just totally. I mean, it's, it's really, really discouraging to me. I mean, I was very, very, very upset to see. How people were going at horn man and i was like yo man this is really uh this is really really ridiculous man i just see the way that uh this these kind of attacks are being those personal stuff and i was just yeah. like yo this is absurd yeah this is a guy and many people got introduced to the left through gerald horn got introduced to dialectical materialism and marxist history through, Ger through gerald horn So, yeah, what did he say? Somebody, uh, Timothy Connerson says, getting MT angry before the live show. That's right. Born. Are you going to be loitering? Are you loitering with me out front too, MT? Uh, I don't know if I can loiter. I don't know. I think my, my loitering days are, are, are kind of behind I'll, me. I'll get you a 40 ounce. <laughs> oh, my God. Will that help with the loitering so you can you can uh, have it in a paper bag and everything? Uncommon Sense 23 says, always appreciate the content. M. Toussaint Peru is cool, but we might need that Young Thug show. Yeah! We're going to be doing some more music shows. I talked with Teray the other day, and uh, I was like, dude, let's do a show on uh, the big four hair metal, and Teray was like, I'm all in, because we were having silly Jason and Teray conversations about 80s guitar players so we're definitely going to do some more fun and music shows we're definitely doing a, a hip-hop themed show i'm trying to get a hold of napoleon the legend and justin hunt which i think would be a great hip-hop themed show um every year i always want to do something for february and always fail to the point where it's kind of been a joke to not have black people on in february but this year I think we actually um, are going to have a very interesting uh, February. And I think the uh, eugenics show and Pascal's upcoming Mau Mau is going to be a good uh, precursor into what uh, lay ahead in the coming months. Indeed. And also, before we go, uh, MT and I are in the latest issue of Sublation. <laughs> Yay. And what was your piece? My piece is about Black History Month. Oh. Mm -hmm. yes. 
how I feel we need a new refreshing take on Black History Month. Because the same old ain't, ain't going to cut it for the new millennium. Black History Month is 100 years old. Maybe we need to take a different approach. Interesting. So, Send me a copy when it's published. It comes out it Monday. Um, and now I want to be referred to as Jason Miles columnist. <laughs> no. He did a death drop on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's that's what I want to be from now on. I want to chase uh, a uh, columnist, sublation columnist. I I asked I was like, "Alfie, can I be a columnist?" Sublation columnist. So if you go to sublation, I screenshotted it. I'm going to I'm going to um Put it on Instagram. Should I put that in my dating profile? Something, yeah. Put that in the Tinder. <laughs> he meant in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw that in the fire, bro. <laughs> Roman sen- Jason reclining with some old Roman senator. <laughs> If I put columnist on my dating profile, do you think I'll get more matches? You'll no, get more, more intellectual matches. More writers. You think so? Yeah. Why not? Should we see? Should we see? Get abroad that reads. Why not? According to Pascal. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey. You know how to read. <laughs> so, sorry about the window glare, guys. I can't. I'm sitting on a bed, and it's yeah. Anyway, someone said so, if you're looking for white women in Berkeley, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Riley Cool says yeah. That was the plan. We had remember MT. We planned to do this for uh, a champagne room. Like we're gonna rewrite your. Yeah. 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 So that's when we get back from uh, from New York. So Tuesday, we can do that Tuesday in the champagne room. I'm totally down. I feel like you guys will help me way more than I can help myself. There you go. It's gonna be fun. It should be. Probably the case for most people. Oh my gosh. Can you? Andy. 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 Okay. What are we well, going to do with you? You just a nigga with a iPhone. <laughs> Columnist. Just an N word with an iPhone. Look at that. <gasps> well, I guess you guys won't be checking my column next week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Uh okay. Well, on that note, maybe I should mm-hmm. not put columnist. Ben thinks it's funny that I tell people that I'm a podcaster. Why? Why is that funny? Uh sometimes people look at you all crazy. 
Oh, did I? Oh, okay, I guess maybe I'll save it for the other sh- the when we come back. But I have to tell you guys about who we met randomly when our power was out. Oh, who? Mike Tyson? No, we met this woman that helped start the LA Weekly. Oh, okay. Back in the day, it was. I'll tell you, it's a crazy story. She was crazy. Choking on ashes. Sixty-one says they'll want to date MT and really. If we rewrite your <laughs> your profile, that's funny. Everybody Ooh. hit like. That's yes, funny. Yes. That is funny. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> and we'll we'll feed you lines during your dates. Oh, I have the walkie-talkie earpiece too. We'll do it. Yeah, that would really, be it'll be good. That would be perfect. Because I always get scared to say the wrong thing. Really? And I don't. We always have the right thing to say. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, is that what you're really going to order? Hmm. <laughs> oh, is that the outfit you're going with today? Yeah. that's mm-hmm. oh, how, much, to... how much do you weigh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In your profile, you have right <laughs> Like, oh, you used pictures from two years ago. That's cool, I guess. That's cool. You've can changed, you, by the way. Do you have a DeLorean parked outside? You can get in, maybe? No? Okay. No. <laughs> no. You're so mean. Oh, I see time hasn't been fair you. Oh, my gosh. Unless you've been very stressed the past three months, Susan. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. When did you take that picture? High school? <laughs> Oh, this is a picture of your daughter. No. <laughs> Look here, Mima. You might break your hip on this date. So, uh... <laughs> whoa, Jason making promises. Clearly, you were a lot thinner when you took that picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just bloat, huh? <laughs> bloat. Fucking drinking soda from Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. What's going on here, Augustus Gloop? Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is so mean. You're that hungry? <laughs> God. That was so foul. If I knew you were going to eat like this, I would have went to the Golden Corral. <laughs> I would have thought you'd have the decency to eat first. And you better not fart in the car on the way to the movies. Mm. No, you cannot order the lobster and the steak. I mean, you can, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be leaving half an hour before you. Just let you know, ma'am, there's two sides of this menu. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm single. <laughs> Somebody told me if she orders dessert, she has to put out. Is that true? Uh, Fellas? Some guys are like, if she went on the date, she has to put out. <laughs> I, I, true. I, figure, I feel like if she orders dessert, that's her way of saying, like, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to do anything else but eat dessert? No, like, oh, I'm going to eat dessert and then I want to go home. But if she's like, Oh, no, I'll just have an appetizer. And then 
that's how I would know. Is that right? No, I mean, I, I would have never guessed. <laughs> well, I mean, dessert is a signal. It signals something. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to my ex was like, I know when you order dessert, I know, I know what's gonna happen, and I was like, What is gonna I'm happen? Gonna eat more dessert? Yeah. Like, like, what, just, what's gonna happen? <laughs> dessert time it is, huh? I'm gonna be happy. Is that? Because <laughs> I'm sure she's gonna be. I'll be happy. She's gonna be hella full, right? It's like you know, right? Full of dairy. Oh, it's you know, look. Let's be honest. Dairy and fruit plus candlelight. It's a nice mix. If she's ordering dessert after a full meal and an appetizer and maybe some pre-meal bread. <laughs> pre-meal bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you got like pre-meal bread, yeah, that's. You going to Olive Garden? Is that what you're doing? Should not have expectations that a woman will put out. She will invite you mm-hmm. to put out when she's ready. Mm. Mm. Pascal, sapiosexuals, them sugar <laughs> is giving you some game. Uh, it's not even very, February. Look, I just want you to know this might be the truest comment I've ever read. Wait, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I got to stop. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. That's the truest comment I've ever read. Can you read that out loud? Born Sinner. Born Sinner Cold World says Jason likes crazy as a character trait in women. There is a lot of truth in that. You gonna put that in your profile? <laughs> I mean, why not get to the point? How many windows have you broken out? How many cars have you keyed? That's that's messy. It's not just crazy. That's that's messy. Charisma over sexual harassment. Exactly. Exactly. That's why you shouldn't order lobster. Just kidding. Oh, this is just sexist. Liking crazy as a trait in women equals heterosexual male. You shouldn't think... even be using the word crazy. It is a slur. Often used against women for just being normal. Ahem. <laughs> <clears throat> for just being normal. You are so lucky I don't have the soundboard. I think all <laughs> of them went, went off by now. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you have a different definition of crazy because you're talking about keying cars and oh, boiling God. bunnies. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. You have no idea. TIR needs more woke. I like that. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe doctors got all the hits. You know what? Definitely going to be a little more woke for the live show. Like, this is not live show talk. More like TMI. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I love this. Someone says, I've never keyed a car before. You should try it. It's liberating. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So says the women that have keyed mine. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Walked away from that shit like Sally Field and Norman Ray. <laughs> Terrible. On that note. <laughs> On that note. Okay, can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. On that note, thank you guys. I look forward to seeing y'all in uh, New York and T. I'll see you uh, tomorrow afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I really will be loitering out front of the venue beforehand, uh, hopefully with Andy William, Woo. because he's one of the funniest people I know. Um, you know who just is told me he's coming? Who? Marcus. A word. Really. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Is he being Winston? No. Who went in on a leash? <laughs> Marcus brought a cat on a leash. I tried to punch him. That would be so dope. <laughs> Why do you want him to look like a super villain walking down? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Super <clears throat> I have to go make sure that everybody can uh can get in and uh yeah, make sure you say what's up to me when you see me loitering outside, Andy. And we are out. Out. Oh, shit. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. Are we off? I don't know. I think I fell off the bed or something. <laughs>